0: Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello everybody, Jamie here. As I record this beacon, I'm just finishing an 18-hour day. I've done 21,000 steps. I'm feeling very tired. And I'm in a hotel in London, ready to do a day's work tomorrow. But God wants me to just take a moment, to not hurry. Now, I'm an early bird, always have been, always will be. I've never, I never like people having to wait for me. Have you ever sat at a restaurant or at a coffee shop All by yourself at a table for two, waiting for the other person who is late to arrive. How uneasy do you feel? How agitated, even frustrated? How quickly do you reach for your phone to quickly make the most, you think, of the spare moments? But what if you saw those unsettling, unplanned moments as a gift? A gift to finally stop and observe the world around you. A gift to slow down your breathing and heart rate. A gift to reawaken your soul to God's three-dimensional world rather than plunge mindlessly back into the matrix of a two-dimensional screen. What would it feel like when the guest you were waiting finally arrives and you say, Please, don't apologise. In fact, you know what? Thank you for being late. Because your guest was late, you had time for it yourself. You had found a few minutes to just sit and think, even eavesdropping on the couple at the next table and people watching the lobby. It's quite outrageous. And most important, in the pause, connecting with a couple of ideas you had been struggling with for days. So no apology was necessary. We are living in the age of increasing speed and one gift many of us need, among others, is permission to just slow down. If I honestly evaluate my life, I often feel pressed to hurry. Too much to do, gotta hurry. Hurry in the morning, Hurry on the road. Hurry at work. Hurry between meetings and in meetings and over meals. Hurry to get dinner ready. Hurry to eat. Hurry to get the kids to clean up and out the door and to bed. Then a hurry to do more on evenings and weekends than I realistically have time for. Then hurry to bed. Get too little sleep. Then wake up again the next day and run the gauntlet of hurry over and over again. Anyone else ever feel like life has become more hurried than it used to be? What is hurry doing to our souls? Someone once wrote, Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. The problem isn't when we have a lot to do, it's when we have too much to do, and the only way to keep the quota up is to hurry. How does our hurry affect our love for others and lack thereof? In Galatians 5. It reads this You were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for their flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word You shall love your neighbour as yourself. You see, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Love serves others. There are three main uses of love in Paul's letters. First is God's love and Christ's love for us. Second is our love for God. Third, far away most often, is our love for fellow humans. Paul's use of the word love is about 115 in total. Of those, a little over 20 refer to God's love for us. About five or six refer to our love for God and... Almost 90 refer to our love for fellow humans. So our love, our serving others, completes what God requires, which begins in his love for us and our faith towards him. You see, love for others comes from faith in Christ. Christian love is not simply love for love's sake, Christian love for others is an extension of our love for God. Or to use Paul's summary Godward term, love for others issues from faith in Christ. Paul says in Galatians 5.6 that what counts is faith working through love. Genuine love for others with faith in Christ or we could say faith in Christ in us is the channel through which genuine love for others flows. Faith in Christ is soul-satisfying and freeing. Faith delights and rests in Christ, liberates us from the prison of self and prompts us to expand that joy by drawing others in through acts of love. So the way that love as serving others happens is we need to confess our sins, repent, and trust in God through Christ, and that faith is not mutually exclusive with God's Spirit, but produced and sustained by God's Spirit, and our affections and actions of love are inspired and empowered by the Spirit. God calls us to move at the pace of His Spirit. What struck me is that we're called to adjust our lives to the Spirit, not presume that he will adjust to ours. Think of Jesus' life. He was not idle, and he was not frenzied. He walked, and he walked, and he walked. From all we can tell from the Gospels, Jesus' days were full. I think it would be fair to say he was busy, but he was not frenzied. His days were full, and yet he did not seem to be in a hurry. He moved at the pace of love. And don't we all want to be like that? But our hope is far greater than simply syncing up with Jesus' perfect pace and keeping in step with the Spirit. Even if we were to get the pace down, we all know we can't love like we ought. Not even close. Which is why it's such good news that the love is the fruit of the Spirit. Not the fruit of our flesh, not the fruit of our strength, Love is produced by the Spirit through us. Not apart from us, our fruit of love happens in and through us by the power of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit not only produces the fruit of love in and through us, but he also pours God's love into our hearts. Bearing fruit by the Spirit is not first and foremost for us in Christ. First we are rooted and grounded in love, that is Christ's love for us. It is great news that our root is not ourselves, but Christ. And our fruit of love and doing good, engaged as we are in the process, is not our own, but the working and power of God's Spirit. Coach House Beacons The Coach House Church Daily Devotional To find out more, Join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.